Hey guys, welcome back. This is Mike. I'm your host here on Pocket Counselor. And, you know, one thing I wanted to start the show with today is you probably don't realize how much time I spend trying to figure out how to open each show. It's um, something I had never would have expected to think about this much. But, and I don't know if you even notice it, but Every week it kind of is a, a real debate in my own head of, you know, should I should I make it real formal? Should I make it uh, kind of like a YouTube open? Uh, you know, what's the balance here? Is this radio? Is this uh, YouTube again? You know, what what exactly are we aiming for here? So I'm trying different things out. Bear with me. It's all work in progress, but uh, today you're listening to Pocket Counselor, and it's available everywhere you can get your great podcasts, Spotify, Apple. I think one time I said iTunes, and iTunes isn't a thing, so um, anywhere that you find great podcasts, you can find our show, and we try to do at least one show a week. Sometimes more, sometimes less. And if you like listening to great podcasts, go ahead and click subscribe. And that will help not only you make sure that you get our podcast delivered to you each week as soon as it goes live, but it will also it will also help the computers in wherever make sure that uh, more people hear about our show. So that's a big thing. We are trying to get the word out about the show. And one of the ways that you can help with that is by spreading the good news and subscribing to the show. That's all it takes. And just by doing that, it gets the word out to others who might be interested. So, that's my pitch. And let's talk a little bit more. So this week I've been listening to actually a good amount of new music. And I wanted to tell you about this one artist who I've discovered. And I think that you should all give his stuff a listen to. It's, it's really good stuff. I wouldn't recommend it if I didn't like it. Now everybody's taste is different. But if you like good music, if you like trying out what new music sounds like, give his stuff a try. I um, was actually thinking that reminded me a lot of very early Fleetwood Mac. So Peter Green era Fleetwood Mac or uh, some other uh, early British rock. Maybe, I don't know who it is I'm thinking of. The Kinks, maybe? Uh, Anyway, so his name is Nick Randall. You can find him at nickrandall.bandcamp.com. That's Randall with two L's. Uh, You know, try it out. See if you like it. 
Maybe you will, maybe you won't. Let me know what you think. You can always tweet at the show at MikeRobLMHC, Rob with two Bs. Uh, and, you know, as always, we welcome your feedback on the show as well. So today we're kind of taking the show in a slightly different direction. So a lot of you know I have a regular full-time job as a mental health counselor. I also have a um, booming, despite my best efforts, booming private practice. And I know when I was starting a private practice, I had a lot of questions about what to do. And there are a few good resources out there. Uh, You know, if you Google it, you're going to get some basic ideas, but all of them seem to me to be kind of ideas that were not contrived, but good in theory. Like they hadn't come from someone who had really started their own private practice, but more someone who started their own private practice building website to sell you on the idea that they can help you build a private practice. So, at this point, my practice has been in existence uh, almost two years now, which is insane to think about. Um, It's flown by. And, you know, I would say that I have exactly the number of clients that I want. I have... um, I'd say about 15 at this point, which is perfect. It's fine. And as you'll know, if you go into private practice, clients, you're going to have some who are pretty steady, some who need a tune-up every month, some who will contact you four times a year. Uh, But you'll have your basic caseload of people that you see pretty consistently. So I was thinking about what would I tell myself two years ago. I think that the number one thing that I would tell myself, I'll tell you right after these commercials. No, uh, just kidding. I would say that the number one thing I would tell myself is to make sure my overhead is small enough, that my overhead is small enough that I could almost see zero clients and still be sustainable. So I know a lot of people who have gone out and, you know, they really, they have good intentions and they get their office space, they get their furniture, uh, they get all these different apps and gadgets and They really like the image, I think, of, you know, having their own office, that kind of thing. And maybe it's just the way I'm made up, I don't know. But I thought, well, I can probably do this for less. So depending on where you are, office space is going to be very expensive, it's going to be such that you have to have a pretty good-sized caseload right from the get-go. So what I did 
and again, I'm not claiming any of this is original or that other people haven't tried it, uh, but it worked for me. I called probably 20 different counselors in the area I live in and basically had the same pitch to each one. I'm interested in office space when you're not using it, um, kind of subletting in a way. If you're open to this, let me know. And basically, I got two types of responses. Well, I guess technically three. Uh, Some people said no, um, but they said no by just never responding. And some people would want to have a financial arrangement where they would uh, basically ask for a percentage for every client I see. And, you know, that's fair. That's a pretty good deal. It's certainly much cheaper than, um, you know, paying $1,000 a month for office space. And the second type of answer I got, which is ultimately what I end up doing, was just a flat fee for however many days in the office per week. And I think you'll find in whatever area you're in that this is totally possible because a lot of counselors out there are using their office from, what, 9 to 5. They have a perfectly set up, ready-to-go office space from 5 p.m. on and weekends Uh, that's going unused and you know they might um, prefer to actually be making some money off that and I know that this is going to sound really like I'm nitpicking here but I would also insist that you have some type of contract if you do go this route make sure you draw up a contract or uh, there's samples online you can get from Maine where I happen to have um, a lawyer who did it for me, but make sure you have a contract because that will guarantee that you do have access to that space. Um, that if there's a misunderstanding, you can go back to the contract. The one I have is pretty basic. It's really the only thing you know, that requires is that if I ever left, I give notice, um, which you would expect in a contract. So keeping that overhead low has, I personally just know it, has gotten me through COVID. Because for a lot of people, uh, depending on where you are, I'm in the Western New York area, they, um, you know, they couldn't, sustain the overhead without um, clients. So it gives you freedom from that fear. Second thing I would say is advertise, advertise, advertise. And most people will go on one of the big directories, right? There's Psychology Today. There's Good Therapy. And those are all excellent. But the number one thing that I think people don't do is realize you have a network of people who already know you. 
Okay, it might be the person working the counter where you get coffee. They know you. And they know, hopefully, I'm making a major assumption here, that you're a nice person, you're easy to talk to, that kind of thing. They might have a friend who needs a counselor. So, with that said, I got business cards made up. And I hand them out everywhere. It probably embarrasses my family, but it also works. And, you know, especially if you kind of build it into the conversation and say, hey, you know, if you ever know someone who needs to talk, here's my card. And, you know, it's uh, it's a good networking tool. And I find that it's resulted, I haven't crunched the numbers officially, but it's resulted in probably at least 10 to 15 referrals. And it's uh, just very effective. Also, don't give up on the directories. They're successful for a reason. I'm on, I think, almost every single one. And they have really good... um, algorithms behind them there's a reason they're so successful there's i can't remember so don't sue me if it's psychology today or good therapy but one of them has search engine optimization built in which is great because then you don't have to do it speaking of which make sure you have a website because that's what's going to link you and give you that really kind of authoritative look Because think about it from someone not in our field. Are you going to call someone up who, you know, you see they have a photo and a blurb in a directory, but you don't really know anything else about them? Or do you want someone who has a website, uh, Google, business page, Yelp, uh, things like that? You're going to choose the second one. You want someone who looks established. Uh, The other thing, and I know this is a huge debate, but I have done uh, basically zero social media. I have a Twitter page, but it's uh, it's not advertised anywhere for my work. In the sense, it's not on my business cards. I don't tell my clients about it. It's not on my, well, my webpage may show what I've tweeted, uh, but it's not a business page. It's more of a personal uh, page just for use for this podcast, for things like that, interesting articles. It's not really advertising. And... I don't know what the success rate would be if I did use social media more. But there's some ethical considerations with it. Uh, For one, that people... And there's probably a way to change the privacy. But the concern I would have is that people see who other clients are. Um, It's just exposure that I think is needless and easier to prevent than to fix and honestly I'm doing just fine without it so it's something I haven't 
gotten into at this point yet. As you know, I might. So that last part cut out, but um, basically I've avoided social media at this point. And I think that there's a lot more to cover, but we're kind of limited on time. So I'll leave it there. And I think that the business side of running your own practice is huge. I think a lot of people I've met are great counselors. They're fantastic counselors. But putting as much effort into the business aspect of it will pay dividends. And for a lot of us, it takes a little bit of learning, but it pays off. And I think the biggest thing is seek mentorship, seek uh, advice if you don't know. With that being said, you can always email me at microbcounselor, R-O-B-B, at gmail.com. And I do offer consultation services. Uh, It's at a reduced rate right now for the holidays. And, you know, if you have questions about your own private practice and what what you can do to keep it profitable. Uh, I'm always happy to help people out. Uh, Had some success with that so far. And, you know, it's a collaborative venture. It's what you want your practice to be. So if you enjoyed this, let me know. Leave a comment. Send me a tweet. Send me money. I don't know. However you want to thank me. Uh, And... You know, we'll take a look at it and see maybe in the coming days we'll do another episode like this one on more of the practical side of being a counselor and then get back to our regularly scheduled programming. All right, so this has been Pocket Counselor. I'm your host, Mike Robb. For those who celebrate, I wish you a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, Happy Festivus whatever, right? I hope uh, you have a, a good holiday season, and we'll see you all right here next time on Pocket Counselor.